Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Chicagoland Sam Phelan up there uh, for the Labor Day weekend. We'll be back. Uh, in Nashville next week as the Titans have game week next week. But uh, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at It Is Esports. Also, make sure you hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and more for all of our great uh, Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or online, WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with your health coverage at FBHP.com slash ATOZ, the Aura app, keeping us all safe online, uh, and you as well, and you get a two-week free trial with Aura.com slash ATOZ, follow that link there, and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer, with three great locations in the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro, their website, KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, I'll give uh, Ty Kendrick a little bit of love because he's given us uh, some love here. He goes, best show ever. Watch you guys every morning for five years. Five years is a long time for uh, our guy Ty Kendrick to be around here watching us. So, appreciate all of you guys who have been doing that. Corey says it's Friday. Uh, Bork says, how did the, the Utah-Florida bet go? Well, uh, as did the Nebraska plus uh, uh, covering the spread bet, even though Nebraska fans are in their feelings this morning. But we'll talk more about that. Oh my uh, later God, on. we got to talk about that. That was unbelievable. Because I that have was unbelievable. <laughs> pray for Will Compton. Pray for any of the Huskers uh, out there. That was tough. That's right. Uh, but we're talking Titans here this morning, Sam. Before you uh, dive into this, did you dive into a deep dish pizza last night? I did. I did. Okay. So that there's a quick, uh, oh I mean, there's, God. you told me to find the biggest one I could find. That was what I found yesterday. So that, that was the deep dish pizza that I had for dinner last night. Uh, it was fantastic. So the entire yeah. thing, by thank yourself. you to the, well, no, but I do have some <laughs> leftovers sitting in the fridge. But so thank you to the magic bucket for, uh, you know, best punishment I've ever gotten. That's on a damn bucket. casserole. Uh, it's not a pizza. That's that's insane. Uh, oh, anyway, hey. it looks looks pretty wild. But hey, good for you. Uh, it was delicious. I, it was delicious. I, I do not appreciate that. I mean, the chat's going nuts. Like Dan says, disgusting looking. I mean, come on now, guys. If you haven't, don't knock it till you try it. Deep dish is, is different. So. All right, before we uh, let's get back into our, our conversation here. Uh, before you flew to Chicago yesterday, you did go to the press conferences for uh, Rain Carthon, Mike Vrabel, and inside the locker room as well. Uh, so before we hear from Rain Carthon, what were your impressions of the new Titans that we were able to talk to and you were able to talk to uh, a couple of new kickers, uh, new Chicago Bears? Kind of what did you think about the, the new guys in the locker room? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a wild day in the locker room. Like, it, it was just a, it was happening. There were between Nick Folk and Cade York, like you mentioned, and, you know, the addition of Kendall Vildor, and then all of the rookies that had made the 53-man roster that we were trying to, you know, talk to and congratulate and get their reactions. We, it was happening. We were bouncing around a lot. So, uh, one of my favorite things, I guess, that I spent a lot of time going around asking about was Rand Carthon mentioned in his press conference, he kind of went for a unique gesture and told a handful of Titans players, specifically some of the UDFAs on defense, that they made the roster in person. Mm-hmm. Now, typically, when you get to this time of year, it's not like, hey, we're going to sit you down and tell you if you made the team or not make the team. It's hope you don't get a phone call. Hope you don't get a phone call till 3 p.m. And if you don't, keep showing up to work. And that's kind of how it goes for guys that make the team. And then if you get the phone call, that's bad news. That means, uh, you know, bring your playbook. We're going to we're going to release you or whatever that conversation looks like. Well, Rand and Mike decided they wanted to tell people in person. So you've got rookie undrafteds like Matthew Jackson getting phone calls. Hey, Rand and Mike want to see you. We need you to come in. And he, he goes, oh, worst case scenario. I just got cut comes in and sits down and gets told that he made the team. So it, it was fun bouncing around to the different rookies that kind of like had made the team and seeing the differences. A guy like Matt Jackson, like I said, got that call. Otis Reese told me, no, I, I didn't get anything. I'm sitting around <laughs> and like I'm sitting around waiting. And, and I Colton Dowell, same thing. Colton Dowell found out from Twitter. He says, he's like, well, 3 p.m. came. I hadn't heard anything yet, so I refreshed Twitter. I see tweets saying I made the roster. I go, oh, nice. <laughs> I call my dad. And so it was just funny to, like, listen to the different stories in the locker room of how certain players found out that they were, uh, you know, making an NFL roster. Um, that was interesting. Like you said, Cade York, uh, interesting. I didn't really get a huge chance to listen to Nick Folk because I was spending time with Otis Reese. Yeah. Look up. There was a mob of 50 media members surrounding Nick Folk's locker. And I said, all right, well, I guess I'll go to Cade York. You guys have fun with uh, Folk. I'll go to Cade York. Uh, it was just happening. And then the Bears, obviously, I talked to Kendall Vildor about his new opportunity. We could not talk to Travis Gibson. And this was another hilarious aspect of locker room yesterday. Rand Carthon asked about the addition of Travis Gibson in his press conference, says, uh, we're still working some things out with Travis We'll let you know. Mike Vrabel says, haven't signed him yet. Like, not going to come. We haven't signed Travis yet. I Like, I don't know what you're talking about kind of a deal. We get to the locker room, and I, I recognize him. I, like, I've seen Travis play a lot of games for the Bears. I would take two steps in the locker room. I look and say, that is Travis Gibson sitting down eating his <laughs> lunch in the locker room. And I talk to Kendall Vildor, and Kendall Vildor goes, oh, yeah, yeah he's coming. No, he's signing. I talked to him. Like, yeah, uh, I'm guessing this is my uh, diagnostics on this. They were waiting for the pass fail on the physical um, right. results well, to come in. Well, right. So I thought that was bad enough. He goes out there and practices yeah. <laughs> and, and Corey Levin's sitting in the locker room. He had been released like 12 hours before. <laughs> so I go up to Robbie Boren and I'm like, hey, so uh. Corey Levin, he's not currently on the practice squad or the roster that you just issued to me like five minutes ago. And the consensus was, uh, you know, he's on one of them. 
<laughs> and, and I'm like, no, I'm reading it right here. No, he's not. He's going to be. And it was just a very happening, lively day uh, yeah. over at St. Thomas Sports Park. A lot to get through. And I, I mean, really good stuff from Ran as well, talking about some of the decisions that he made. And then overall, his offseason as he gets prepared to, you know, head into week one and, and is an, analyzing his team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so Rank Carthon asked a lot of questions, and I, I thought the one that really stood out, uh, the topic that stood out to me the most outside of kicking nuances and some other things, where when Paul Karski asked, you know, how do you feel like you addressed last year's issues? And let's hear from the new Titans GM. Well, I think that was the, the number one thing in coming in here, you know, and being in this role was to, you know, address the things that we felt needed to be addressed. Uh, I felt like we did that, and, you know, again, we're, the work's not done, so we'll continue to do that. Um, you know, we had, what, three different wires yesterday, so still pouring through that. It's a lot of names, you know, to go through, and I've challenged the uh, the pro department to continue to, you know, look for guys that we like, that we had some level of like for, that maybe we thought potentially would get claimed and ended up on somebody's practice squad. So um, we'll continue to, to work that, and, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about different moves that we'll make throughout the coming weeks, but um, that's our goal and that's our job every day is to find the best people to bring here. Yeah, so there's Rand Carthon. I mean, and he, it's a lot of GM speak in some sure. ways where like, of course the goal is to improve the deficiencies of the team the year before, but I mean, Austin, the Titans deficiencies were very well known. Like, I, I feel like last year's team, it was pretty obvious where the biggest weaknesses were. And bringing in a new general manager with a head coach and GM saying, our goal is to stay competitive. And then obviously the moves they made keeping some of the veterans on their roster would suggest the Titans want to be competitive this year, which then bodes the question, okay, week one is here. Like yeah. it, the off, there's no more wait and see on the off season. Let's see what they can add. We are at the start of the regular season. So I guess this is when we can look back and be reflective over everything Rand has done, break it down position by position and decide, well, here were the weaknesses of last season. Did the Titans get better? And yes or no, did he pass or fail at his job, which he said was the job of the off season? Yep, so Sam and I pre-show went through and we found the four biggest issues of last year's Titans team when it comes to a roster situation because that is what Rand Carthon controls. Uh, not Todd Downing, <laughs> right? Not yeah. not any of that stuff. Not, not the a Rand conditioning. That's a Rabel yeah, that's move, a Rabel so. thing, right? So that Rand Carthon controls. So we've got the top four that we're going to roll through here and we're going to start with the biggest one. The offensive line. So here's our question. We're going to go through all four of these things, but we're going to start with the O-line. Did Rand Carthon pass or fail thus far in fixing the Titans' offensive line? Did Rand Carthon pass or fail to this point in fixing the Titans' offensive line? Sam's got the graphic up there. As we know, last year's starting five across the left to right, LaWine slash Daly, Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and NPF. Then you've got this year's starting five of Dillard, Skaronsky, Brewer, Brunskill, and then Hubbard slash NPF after uh, the suspension. We'll get to your answer shortly. Did Rand Carthon pass or fail thus far in fixing the Titans offensive line? But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Gabota. They can fix your equipment if it breaks. And hey, it's okay. Equipment does break. That's what it's going to do just because you're using 
all the power, all the force, and working on uh, your property out there. So why do you have to have Krebs Kubota? Because they know how to fix it. They'll help you with your warranty situation, and they'll make sure that the next project uh, goes even smoother. Uh, that's why they are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider. KrebsKubota.com is their website, and they're an elite Kubota dealer with three locations in the mid-state, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin. Uh, so once again, uh, go check them out. What does elite Kubota mean? It means the best brand, the best equipment, and the best warranties in the entire equipment uh, industry. So go check them out, the Krebs Family's been doing it for 18 plus years in the Middle Tennessee area online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Listen, what did I say? Missile was locking yesterday. Dropped the missile on Utah minus four and a half. An embarrassment. The Pac-12 won the SEC zero oh, conference of champ. But that's what people are saying. Do not I'm judge the SEC on. I'm just that. repeating what other people have said that the Pac-12 already proving superior. But if you disagree, feel free to bet against it. Feel free to bet on the SEC. Just do it on BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports up to $1,000 back in bonus bets and a second chance to win big if your first bet misses. That's why they're the king of sports books. That's BetMGM.com. All right, so we're going through the four biggest issues from last season. Did Rand Carthon pass or fail in fixing the offensive line? So, Lawan slash Daly, mostly Daly. Brewer, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, NPF. Then you have Dillard, Skronsky, Brewer, Brunskill, Hubbard slash NPF after the suspension. So, Sam, I'll send you to the comment section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. What's everybody saying? Pass or fail for Rand Carthon to this point so far? All right, we have pass or fail. We have pass A-plus from Pistol Ramsey, a fail from Jeff, a fail from Ashley, a pass from Steven, uh, other Steven with a fail, Den with a fail, Noah's giving him a pass, Van pass, Valentino pass, Tighten up pass, Titans Kyle fail, Eric pass, Melissa pass, J-Dub, you can't do TBD. Nope. This is, we intentionally, everything's to be determined. How the offensive line performs this year remains to be seen, and that will obviously influence how we feel about Rand's offseason. But so, right now, what's your gut telling you? Behind the curtain, I I brought up, there should be an incomplete option. And then I was like, no. Because then, everything's incomplete. Then nobody, you wouldn't fail for anything because it would be either pass or incomplete and not just a fail. Yeah. Because uh, so, I, I see Jeff, I see Ruben, I see Tevrin uh, that have all said TBD or incomplete. But no, this is straight up pass or fail. Get off the damn fence. Pick one. It's to this point. You're grading the process. Like yes. this is a, are you passing or failing his process of the off season and what he has done so far? Your grade might be wrong at the end of the season. That's okay. But yeah, we got to go with our gut I here. I promise you, everybody who answers one way or the other, I promise you, I will not hold it against you for the whole season. <laughs> I'm not going to hold those receipts. I remember when Kevin said pass and it was a fail. <laughs> yeah. no. What a failure, Kevin. You're so wrong. No, that's not how we're going to play this game. All right. So back to the answers. All right. Well, Hill's got a pass. Uh, we've got a fail from Anthony, a fail from Ryan, a pass from Gannon, a pass from Carl. A pass from Guy, plausible pass from J-Dub, so I, he walked it back a little bit. Uh, pass A-plus from Pistol Ramsey, pass from Matt. Uh, we've got a fail from Ed, a pass from Billy, Maven's pass, 
Uh, we have a fail, honestly, a fail from Brad, a pass from Orlando and Willie and Eric and Kane and Mark and Jermel Samuel King with a fail. So majority pass here, Austin, I feel like, uh, but a good little bit of nuance to this. So where are you at with Rand and the offensive line? Was this a pass or a fail for the Titans first year GM? So as we just had our to be determined conversation, so we can kind of move past that. I am going to land on the fail side of the offensive line, because if I were to ask you, Sam, what is the biggest concern with this Titans team this season? Offensive line are probably the first two words out of your mouth for the whole team. Last year, offensive line were the first two words out of your mouth as well when asked the same question. So is it going to be better than last year? Yeah, it sure damn well be better, but that's not saying a lot. So fixing the offensive line doesn't mean just better from a year ago because there's only one way to go forward for that. Uh, so is it a passable offensive line in the NFL right now? I don't think so. I I'd still say, I so my official answer is fail for the offensive line. It feels like Dillard, you know, Brunskill and the situation with NPF and Hubbard made things a lot more difficult. I like Brewer at center better than guard. And, I, and the fact that Peter Skronsky is probably the best offensive lineman they have, uh, and he hasn't played a regular season game right now, that's kind of what the whole situation yeah, is. I mean, I mean, he is a top 11 pick. So, I mean, like that guy could, it should be pretty yeah, dang no, good plug no, and play no, guy. No. I mean, he should, yeah, he should be a good plug and play. He should not be the best offensive lineman or the most trustworthy offensive lineman on the roster. I don't know. So I'm going the other way. I am going to go with a pass. And, and it really, like, I hear what you're saying. I don't think this is an amazing offensive line. I don't know if he necessarily, like, fixed the offensive line and, like, the the idea that this is going to be, a, you know, a top half O line in the NFL. I do think they're actually – have shown me a lot as a run blocking O-line, which is ultimately what the Titans want to do. Uh, and they've been create. I think the Titans have also been very creative and this is a credit to ran Mike and Jason hoteling the offensive line coach in helping support weaknesses at tackle by kind of creating a pocket through inside out protection, which is very fascinating idea. And if Ryan yeah. Tannehill, who, you know, is experienced and, and does a good job in the pocket as a quarterback, if he can take advantage of that, like you could really cover up some of your issues, but it comes down to what Valentino says for me, what options did he have? And, and so I feel like Rand Carthon, I give him a pass because I think I needed to have an understanding of it was a horrible group that had an old, old and injured Ben Jones, Nate Davis getting overpaid and your right tackle getting suspended for gambling from before Rand took the job. So sure. there was a lot of like external factors in this offensive line that made it worse. Um, and, and really, I don't think he had a ton of options. I mean, he dedicated a first round pick to Peter Skaronsky, dedicated a late round pick to some depth and Jalen Duncan made a couple signings where he felt like it was necessary. Didn't I, I'll, spend, I'll, and, and like, I'll it, tell you, if you're I'll paying at the top of the market, the Mike McGlinchey's and Orlando Browns and these guys that signed contracts, you were going to overpay. And that wasn't <clears> money that was also worked into the Titans budget. Like Rand had a difficult cap situation. No doubt here as well. So like 
when I just look at what he had to work with and where he was trying to fix this group, I think he improved it. And I think he gave himself a lot of flexibility with it moving forward. So I give him a pass. Um, I think given the circumstances, he did a pretty good job. I think, look, I, yeah, it, not an easy job. This is probably the hardest uh, The hardest class on his uh, schedule this semester was fixing the offensive line. Uh, so why I say fail is because I think it all swings on the two free agent acquisitions, Dillard and True. Brunskill, right? True. I think Daniel Brunskill, while might be as versatile as it gets, he should have been your fourth interior offensive lineman, not one of your top three. You know, if you're signing Daniel Brunskill, it's to be your versatile inside swing guy, not your starting right guard from day one who has no competition. There is nobody, nobody pushing Daniel Brunskill at right guard. There is really nobody, nobody pushing Andre Dillard at left tackle. Not a single soul. Yeah. And so, like, those two guys... Like, because Peter because Peter Skaronsky would be your guy, but then you're like, all right, what do you do at left guard? Yeah, because there's nobody pushing him at left guard. Like, there's yeah. nobody. And so, yes, I, I do think it's a it's the most difficult job that he's had because of the limitations that you mentioned. But ah, Daniel Brunskill felt like a buddy-buddy hire, right? Like, in and that's, you know, it's easy to go into and you want to get people you can trust when you're starting a new job. I got that. I get that. But... I mean, that's a, it, it's an opportunity where that would fail pretty quickly. So that's how I say fail on that. Listen, here's a, I don't know. Ryan says options. He had a second round pick, Sam. And I think this actually plays to my point perfectly because Rand Carthen's options. Yes. He could have used the first round pick, a second round pick and a third round pick on offensive line and been like, Oh, look, we fixed it. But there were more problems with this roster. So I like that goes into my point, Ryan of like Rand Carthon uses his second round pick on an offensive lineman. Well, now he's getting dogged for not fixing wide receiver or not getting a future option at quarterback or not. You know, it, it was a very difficult job to fix all of the different areas of this team that needed to be fixed while trying to set himself up for the future and staying within the cap constraints. Like, he couldn't do it all. And so I think he did a good enough job of fielding a competitive offensive line that is improved while also addressing to some level, every position, every position here. So I have to give him a little bit of a pass, but I hear the argument that there's not a ton of depth. I just think, you know, what else was out there and it goes into the cap constraints too. Like he signs, Mike McGlinchey, well, DeAndre Hopkins isn't on this team. He signs Orlando Brown. DeAndre Hopkins isn't on this team. Like, there's a domino effect with everything that yeah. he could have done to be better on the offensive line. So, yeah, pass no, for me. No. I, I, look, all that's fair. And there is no incomplete. There's no letter grades. There's no D or C that's still passing, but barely. It's just flat-out pass or fail. So that's why I picked the fail line. All right, next time, next conversation here. Uh, well, real quick, Danny brings in a super chat off the top. He says, Rome wasn't built in a day, gentlemen. This team will take more than one offseason to get right. Absolutely uh, true as well. And I'm not trying to say Rain Carthon's a failure as a GM because the offensive line isn't, a, isn't as good. This uh, no, it's a fair, it's a fair criticism. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, I think there's four or five different buckets that going into the offseason, we were like, let's see if we can make this better. 
did Rand do all of them? That's what we're here to discuss. But even if he didn't, like, I'm not sure that's a huge, like, oh, Rand's a failure. It's just like, hey, this yeah. is a concern for this season. Progress like report, said, right? Rome's not built in a day. And it was a very, very difficult job. Like John Robinson left him a mess. He had to clean up a, a, a big mess. So if all he right. hits all of these buckets, it's a crazy success story. Like, absolutely. All right. So next position group is the pass catchers. Did, uh, did Rand Carthon pass or fail when it comes to fixing the Titans pass catcher? So this includes uh, Titans as well, but a lot of heavy weight on the wide receivers. Did Rand Carthon pass or fail in improving the Titans pass catchers? But first, let me tell you guys about how you can improve your health coverage with Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where to get this thing started. And they can help you out because they've been doing it for Tennesseans for now over 75 years. So whatever your situation is, whether you're single an entrepreneur, self-employed, maybe you've got a growing family, maybe you have an empty nested family and you're trying to figure out that next level of your health coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do it all. They specialize in everything, which is pretty fascinating because they've been doing it for so long and they're that good. You can save money and get better coverage. That sounds like it's too good to be true, but Zach Bingham is a great example of that. Save 20% each month on his health coverage, but also has better coverage across the board with dental, with vision, with everything. So check them out. Get started. It's super easy. They're very accessible. You go to fbhp.com slash ATOZ to make your appointment uh, and go from there. Pretty simple as that. fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big with BetMGM. Even if your first bet loses, you place that wager with that bonus code ATOZ Sports. And no worries, a lost bet means your money goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet and you get a second shot. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. That's why we love BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM.com. All right, so we've been through offensive line. I said fail. Sam, you said pass. Now to the pass catcher wide receivers. Uh, oops, I hit the wrong graphic there. I think we're both hitting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that. Sometimes that happens. Okay, so 2022, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks is a rookie. NWI. Just the receivers, obviously, here. Okay, right? yeah, but right. this is, uh, like you said, tight ends, running backs, I think also factors into this. No doubt. Uh, Kyle Phillips, who played basically one and a half games, and then Race and McMath. Uh, then you have DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips on IR, uh, Chris Moore and NWI, plus the growth of Chica Conquo, uh, and what he can do. Trayvon Wesco. Can Trayvon Wesco be a better blocker than Jeff Swain? Because uh, Jeff Swain, while he was the best blocker last year, still was not a superb blocker. And then uh, Josh Wiley, what is he? Because Austin Hooper, towards the end of the season, started to Get unlocked. We've had great second half of the year. Austin Hooper did right. So pass or fail, Sam, I'll send you to the chat pass or fail on the pass catchers as a whole for Rand Carthon. Ashley's a pass. Kenny's a pass. Joshua says, absolutely a fail. Willie Titans, Kyle Noah are in the pass. Uh, The failure uh, comes from Troy, but he's still, you know, moping about Will Levis. There's always like two or three people every show, regardless of the question, it's blamed on Will Levis. It, it is a hilarious commitment to the bit here uh, with the uh, the Will Levis bl- blame. Uh, yeah. Dave is a pass. Van is a pass. Guys passing. Uh, we've got 
a couple fails in there. Brian's a, uh, Brian's a pass. Kevin pass. Same with Baldwin Bearded, Carl, Eddie, Deshaun, Matt. Anthony's going to give him a fail. Uh, Steven is going to pass. So is Darius and Mark and Maven. Uh, this one seems to be pretty unanimous, Austin, with the chat. Denise says it's a fail because NWI still there. Uh, we have a pass from Xavier and Melissa. But for the most part, this is a runaway of a yeah. vote for so, passing for Rand Carthon. This is the interesting thing because somebody said fail because NWI is still here. Yeah, but NWI is currently, with Kyle Phillips on IR, the wide receiver four. If Kyle Phillips was not hurt, he'd be five. That's the proper. Did you watch? Five. Did so you I'm, watch the clip of of Buck talking about this on the Buck no, Rising show? I did not. He almost swore at like his callers, like he almost dropped an f bomb on his callers because he was so upset with constant text messages and calls being like, "What the heck is NWI still doing on this team? He can't separate." And Buck, I think, put it well. He's a wide receiver five. What do you want from him? Like, like there are not <laughs> wide receiver fives around the NFL better than Nick Westbrook-Akine. He is a wide receiver four to five. It's a problem when he's your wide receiver two or three. It's not a problem when he's your wide receiver four or five. Like, it, I've had that point. For, I've had that stance forever. I thought it was a... <clears throat> you know, yeah, just look, a really great rant from Buck being like, that, can we yeah. please stop moping about the fact that the wide receiver five doesn't create separation and go for 500 yards. Like he's a wide receiver five. Damn. <laughs> I, what did I talk about yesterday, eight years ago, they didn't have a wide receiver five. They had yeah. <laughs> like, that's, so again, like I, I do think we can move on from that, but I, I do, you know, if NWI is here next year, he either well, had a really good season or the Titans have a problem. And Anthony says he's not a four or five on this team. He is. He like, actually I, is. Literally. I watched the practices. Like he is quite literally when Kyle Phillips is healthy, their fifth receiving option. When Kyle Phillips is not healthy, their third receiving option behind Traylon Burks, DeAndre Hopkins. And Chris Moore has been, I think, more heavily involved with that first team and getting targets than NWI has as a receiving threat. So he is your four or five. And that's not even mentioning running backs, tight ends, other people that you might target. Like you're not relying on NWI to be a receiving threat this year. So um, here, here's how I answer the question. Cause we're asking pass or fail on rain Carthon fixing the Titans wide receiver unit. This thing was on track to be an abstract failure. This is here is, here is what the wide receiver offseason was. Cause if we're going to go course, I just said, you know, fixing the offensive line was chemistry AP, right? It was a hard-ass class. You knew it was going to be hard when you signed up for it. And you're like, let's see if we can get through this thing. And it was tough, right? The wide receiver group was all graded on the project at the end of the semester. No, it, it was, was no, graded were, on completion. No, it, it, it was no, like, hold put on. your name at the top. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it was graded on your project in the last week of finals because yeah. you know what you did? You didn't go to class. You skipped class. You slept through it when you went, you didn't do your reading, but then you're like, Oh crap. I had this final coming up. Here's Deandre Hopkins. You crammed cool. and you aced oh, the final exam. And you <laughs> aced it. And you're like, God, oh, the group project at the end, you found Deandre Hopkins and you passed, And everybody's like, great job. Great mm. job. But, it was fail, 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 fail up until like July 20th. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to our debate, right. That we had kind of after Hopkins signed of like how intentional of a plan was this? How, how, ah, did they call their shot or did they get, yeah. Did they call their shot or did they get lucky? Like how well thought out was this? Was it, you know, specifically targeting DeAndre Hopkins or were they just hoping somebody would fall into their lap? Even if they did, there was no guarantee somebody was going to sign with them. Yeah. So like, it does feel like they got a little bit lucky with this group coming together, but it's undeniable that this group has come together. When you look at the, the weapons Ryan Tannehill has versus who he had last year. I remember sitting in the press box in that first game beside myself. I believe there was a touchdown pass thrown to Jeff Swaim in that game uh, that Cody Hollister was used as like a receiving decoy and the real like Traylon Burks was on again, off again. You had Kyle Phillips, rookie Traylon Burks, Robert Woods was kind of irrelevant. Like they're just, it was gross watching who Ryan Tannehill was throwing to. And I think about what we're going to see in a week from now. And we're going to see Ryan Tannehill throwing to Deandre Hopkins, hopefully Traylon Burks with a developed Chigakonkwo, Derrick Henry in the backfield, Tajay Spears running routes out of the backfield, a couple different tight end options. And it's exciting to me. Like I'm like, Ryan Tannehill is all he needs. So yeah, it, it's a pass. It's in by Jared, the great God. It's a pass. So like, it says it's definitely a bank shot. It's like a bank shot where you wasted the entire shot clock for the first 20, 30 seconds. And you're like, Oh, we got to shoot. And you just launch a three, from two feet behind the line and it yeah, banks the, in. The announcer still goes, counts. The it announcer still goes, counts. Oh no, what is he doing? And then bank yeah, in and a, you're just no, like, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. Okay, good shot. Good. It's exactly yeah. what all that was. And it, like it is the wide receiver offseason is the college class I still have nightmares about at age 33, waking up like I forgot I had that class. And then you have to scramble and pass it. Like, I, I don't know if anybody else has that. Clearly, it's because that was part of my process in college. Uh, but uh, that's exactly how I feel about it. Well, I, I mentioned two wide receivers. Traylon Burks is a wide receiver. I don't know if you you knew that or not, Joshua. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, better than anything, any combination of three wide receivers they had last year. They played a game last season with three wide receivers healthy. One of them was... I'm I don't remember his name. his name. I don't remember his name. This is how bad he the special was. Special teams it, guy that made plays. Yeah, he, he returned punts and they they had him play. And it wasn't oh. they had a game with Chris Conley. They had a game with Josh Gordon. They had a game with the Broncos Kingsley. game. It was the Broncos game. It was Philly, the second half of the Philly game. This guy was their wide receiver three, and I oh, don't no. remember his name. It, I Chat help because I need it. It was the it was the Broncos game is when this guy had legitimately good plays to help them win that game. Give me a second. I'm not gonna remember it. I'm just gonna look cheat and look it up. I the point this is making my point though. We can't remember the man's name. Hold on. Oh, click the wrong gear. I can no, it's not Chris Conley. I that Mr. Jones. Chris Conley's a separate phenomenon that happened last season for a couple games this is gonna blow my mind when i because it's not chester rogers it's not cody hollister he was a little punt returner that played for them not des fitzpatrick either guy cj board cj board thank you who got Evan came with it look he wasn't even in the box score but i remember i forgot about cj board 
but I was looking back at that Philly game, and there was literally a game that they had Robert Woods, NWI, Traylon Burks, who got hurt, left that game second half. It was CJ Board. Yeah. That was their wide receiver core. Now we have DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Chris, Chris Moore, Kyle Phillips with Tajay Spears out of the backfield, a developed Chigakonkwo. It's night and day. This is a pass. It was a lucky pass, but it's a pass. Because without DeAndre Hopkins, you're sitting here going like, what, what the hell were you doing all year, right? Like, And so I think we've been over that uh, enough. So we definitely all think it ended up being a pass. Yeah, it was a hold on to your butt situation to get there, but a pass uh, that much. So let's let's continue our conversation. Rand Carthon, pass or fail thus far, and fixing the Titans' defensive backs. Defensive backs. But first, let me tell you guys all about the OR app, talking about safety. And we're about to get into right here. Man, these live reads have been perfect. I've gone from uh, from fixing and protecting to coverage and now safety, talking about the defensive backs here. With Aura, they can keep you safe online, and they start with getting rid of data brokers who are selling all of your information uh, to spammers, telemarketers, and robocallers that just annoy you every single hour of the day, unless you have Aura. Like, I have Aura now for over four months. And I don't get spam calls anymore. I don't get, I get less junk mail in my mailbox and in my email inbox because of what Aura has been able to do. They get rid of 30 data brokers who are selling my information in five or six days. They automatically submit me out on those uh, requests on my behalf in five or six days. And we're going to give you a two week free trial with Aura services by using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. It's a super short link. You type it into your browser, whatever browser you use, whatever state you're in, it does not matter. Aura.com slash ATOZ to keep yourself safe for a two-week free trial. Once again, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. It's why we love BetMGM. It's why I missled Utah minus 4.5. I'm going to keep reminding you guys. It was a, it was a missile, and it, it connected. Uh, so we got more plays. I'm excited to hear Austin's play next live read. Uh, that he's got his eyes on for this weekend might back him because we I feel like between the two of us, we've been pretty hot on BetMGM with our suggestions recently. Right, two so, no. Nebraska yeah, we'll, plus six and a half or seven, depending on where you got it. And then uh Florida or Utah minus four and a half. And we'll see how those Titans bets go for week one because we're all over the Titans as well. But it's BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, King of Sports Books, BetMGM.com. All right. So pass or fail for Rand Carthon. Fixing the Titans defensive backs last year, the top five before Farley goes down uh, was Fulton, Farley, McCreary, Avery, and Molden at corner, right? These are the corner uh, stacked up. And then this year, Christian Fulton, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Roger McCreary, Trey Avery, and Kendall Vildor. So you've put Vildor in there at the fifth spot. Molden you know, moving to safety. Yeah. So like he, I don't consider him a, a corner, but I guess if you if we're talking defensive backs, you can also factor in safety and safety depth into this. Um, but corner specifically felt like a weakness last season that needed to be addressed. Yeah. Kevin Byard has been exactly what you want from everything. Amani Hooker battled injuries last year after getting paid. I, I think Hooker set up for a good year. You know, the third safety. You know, is it going to be a Molden playing that dime safety spot, you know, inside kind of down there in the box with Molden uh, or with uh, McCreary being the nickel? You know, I, I think 
I'm curious to see what you think on this one because I could see it going both ways. Pass or fail, yeah. but I'll send you the chat first. Well, surprising because I, I agree with you. I think this is a pretty close call, uh, but it feels like the chat likes this a lot. Uh, so we've got pass from Willie. We got pass from Major Keys. Tighten up. Noah, Amar. Uh, we've got a fail from, I don't know how to say that, but a pass from Mastodon. 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 Uh, Mastardon. No, Mastardon. Mastardon. Mar right. Marstardon. Mar See, this is why I didn't attempt it in the moment. Uh, <laughs> pass from Steven, a pass from Jaren, uh, a pass uh, from Eric, loves the ad of SMB. Matt also singles out SMB, loves that ad, SMB zero. Darius pass, SMB was a great addition. Jay pass, Danny pass, DeMarco pass, Melissa pass, uh, Time will tell, but a pass from Dave. Pass uh, with a 65, says Jody. That's a pretty good call there. Uh, pass from Ken. A pass from uh, Kevin. I mean, Carl, like this is just a, a runaway pass with all of these comments here. But Austin, I think I'm going to give a fail. I think I'm going to okay. give a baby fail here. Like I... <laughs> I don't love that I'm giving it a fail. It's close to me, but I like I look at this. Trey Avery is still in the same spot. Sean Murphy bunting. Is he an upgrade over Caleb Farley? For sure. Yeah. Like I think he like that's an improvement, but he's had his issues in Tampa. Like I SMB is not like adding uh you know a uh, you know a solid starting corner to this group. I think he adds some veteran presence and a, a guy with a knack for getting the football, but I, he has his own issues. And really the reason I give it a fail though, for me is the depth at the position because Christian Fulton injury problems. We know those Sean Murphy bunting injury problems. We know those Kendall Vildor, some injury problems. We know those Elijah Molden injury problems. We know those like there is an issue with a lot of these guys staying healthy and when we look at the roster, what did the Titans do in the secondary beyond their starters? UDFAs, 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 rookies. Uh, Anthony Kendall was a, an addition that they yeah. got. Kendall Vildor, like I said yesterday on the show, can trigger against the run, has had a lot of issues in my mind against the pass. Trey Avery got beat deep by just about every good wide receiver he faced last year. I think he was productive for who he was as a as an older udfa last mm -hmm. season out of rutgers but like is he a guy that you feel comfortable starting at corner and then behind kevin byard and amani hooker it's elijah molden who's taking his first reps at safety mike brown who played like one game in the nfl last year was a practice squad guy and then more udfas like so it's a lot of a it, it's a big gamble back there yeah they committed the back end of the secondary to special teams. My concern is where, like, last year you had, uh, I'm blanking on his name too right now, the safety from uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Adams right. came in. He did a great job for them coming in at, at safety Until last he year. Until blew in, up his knee, yeah. Right, but in place of Amani Hooker, he was he was great. I don't see that guy this year. And, and well, so I, and, and they didn't have that guy that that was a mid season ad. And I think if you're going to give Mike Vrabel and John Robinson credit, they were able to do a really solid job of finding defensive players in the middle of a week to play that Sunday. 
and to do pretty well outside of Terrence Mitchell getting roasted by Matt Collins uh, in week three against the Raiders. They did pretty good, you know, Jared like Mitchell was tough. <laughs> but he After that first week, he kind of settled in there for a little bit. Though. Yeah. Um, I, so, my, so like, I guess, so you're, you're saying fail. I have to grade it based off of what's on the team now. Like there, is there a possibility they could make a veteran additions week of if they need somebody because of an injury? Yeah. But when I look at the group now, I think this five looks improved to me, Yeah. but I don't feel very good about what's behind that. Um, and for that reason, I have to give it a little bit. Uh, it's okay. a baby fail. It's not a total failure, uh, but it's a baby failure to me. I think this is a problem. So I think, you know, how I said, if you ask anybody who's the Titans' biggest issue, what is the Titans' biggest issue? Offensive line. I think if you go s- the second in corner secondary is not far behind a line. Mm-hmm. And the same thing as last year, right? Now, I think wide receiver might have been second behind the O-line last year. Um so I'm going to say pass on this one. So this is where me and you differ, just like the O-line. I'm going to say pass because Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel know Christian Fulton has a make or break year for his career, right? And so True. you're banking on that. And I think Fulton's uh, on a good path but is, there. is banking on that. I think it's, I like, think it's just that... the option that you had. It's just what you, what you had to do was say, Christian Fulton, your contract year of your rookie deal. It's up to you, bro. And and so far, I think Chris is doing good with it. I think Sean Murphy bunting is such an upgrade over Q, uh, CB2, whoever that was last year. I think that's why I had to say pass. Because Caleb Farley is not even listed. He's not even available yet because of his yeah. back surgery and then obviously what he's dealing with off the field that's more important. And so I think I have to say pass because the one edition of, of SMB knocks – McCreary back to where he should be. And then you have Molden who can be your dime safety, who I actually kind of like in that spot playing in a box, not as vertical of a position. And, and so then you've got Avery as your fourth corner and Vilder, who is a, a Swiss army knife. I think it's a pass because Sean Murphy bunting makes you feel better. You know, that, you know, it's like what happens with NWI. One guy comes in and D-hop, and he slides back to his better slot, and you feel okay. Yeah, so I mean, I, like, and I think it's a similar argument to the one I made with offensive line, which I can't really knock, which is like, well, what, what options did he have? I would have liked to see more experience in depth, but I guess that's why you go get a guy like Kendall Vildor is a guy with some experience back there. I'm just, yeah, I'm worried about the health. Like the health has never, and and that's not on ran like a, a right. player's health. This is the hand that he was dealt. Um, I'm just, I think it's a big concern for me still. Uh, this Eric, I didn't factor this in because I don't necessarily think it was, it's not a ran move to hire Chris Harris. That's a Mike Vrabel move, but I think it's going to help the secondary. I think Chris yep. Harris is a, is a huge addition um, and, and a really good one like really good coach, a lot of energy back there. But I, I don't know if that I, I would put that on like Rand dealing with the issue. That's kind of a separate thing. But and, I mean, yeah. if it's coaching, if it's like, did they succeed coaching? I think you have to give them a yes. Andre says if they picked Levis where they were, instead of moving back up and giving up a third rounder, then the third rounder wouldn't have been as bad. You could have a 
wide receiver, corner, O-line, or inside linebacker at that spot. I think it's an interesting point because, you know, they gave up. But the, they slid I, back, I right? get Will Levis where you were. At what, 41 or 40? I think it was 41 or 42. Yeah, I, I think they moved up eight spots. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a risky move. Now, hindsight. Which ultimately is the problem, Andre. Like, the reason they went and got Will Levis is – Somebody was going to. There's but we knew, but we knew there. watching the draft, Sam. We were on the show live. That happened, and you're sitting there. The Titans were supposed to be 72nd in the third round, and 73 and 74 went Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman from yeah. Tennessee wide receiver. And like, ah, boom, right? You know, so look, it, it all ended up, but I say pass for corner secondary. You say fail, baby fail. Kind of It's a baby fail. It's a flip flop of where we were with the, with the uh, uh, offensive line. Yeah, uh, agreed. Exactly. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get to our last spot here before I tell you my well, – I'm going to tell you my bet that I've got for this weekend that I feel very, very good about, and I'm going to help you out with that too. But the last one for Rain Carthon, pass or fail, has to do with the kicking job. Kicking job. Did Rain Carthon pass or fail, pass or fail in fixing the Titans kicker situation? Uh, but first, Sam, tell us all about the Bone and Joint Institute. Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You can visit them out in Franklin or schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org, a state-of-the-art rehab facility with everything all under one roof, from rehab to clinic to surgery, image testing. It's all there at the Bone and Joint Institute. No driving around Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. You just go see them out in Franklin, visit their website to schedule an appointment, boneandjointtn.org. Uh, I love the Bone and Joint Institute. You do. It's it, it's reliable stuff. And, and you can listen to the doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute do doc talks with Austin and I on A to Z Sports and hear as much. How, how much knowledge they have, how much care they have for their patients. It's reliable uh, and it, it's convenient. So go to Franklin, schedule an appointment, boneandjointtn.org. All right. It's that time. Bet MGM. Obviously, you can sign up with our code if you haven't done it yet. With our bonus code ATOZ Sports, you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, that's happening throughout the football season. We got some really good deals uh, for your new users as well next week once the pro uh, games start. So keep in tune for that next week. But uh, bonus code ATOZ Sports uh, for the King of Sportsbooks, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Uh, if that first bet misses, visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. Uh, 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer, all promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. First online room money wager only rewards issued in knowledge bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Now, Sam, it is now time. This is my bet hey, I've been waiting gonna- for. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my bet MGM out and get ready yep. to get ready to nuke it, whatever. And uh, so there is some good things. I told you a couple days ago I woke up with uh new uh rewards in my app and I did it again today. I have a 50% college football odds boost token that I can use mm. on whatever I want to do with a max bet of 25. Illinois to win the Big Ten future. I, I don't I, you do it on a game this weekend because you gotta build that bankroll, right? So here is my here is my play, Sam, that I've been waiting on. Tennessee did this in 11 of 13 games a year ago. It is the first quarter over. The first quarter over of 13 and a half against Virginia is currently sitting at minus 110. I got it at minus 105 last night. I used another odds boost token on that. 
So your first quarter over 13 and a half, if you want to use an odds boost token, that'll make it a plus 136 at 13 and a half over Tennessee, Virginia. Tennessee goes fast. Uh, it's it's all you need is two touchdowns. Doesn't matter by who. It's a lot of first quarter points, though. That's, I mean, that's what like... again. Eleven of thirteen games last season. Tennessee. Are went... we worried about the new quarterback? Like, not in no. the sense that like we're not like we're concerned Joe Melton's going to be good, but like no Cedric Tillman, no Jalen Hyatt, no Hendon Hooker. It's 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 a different group. Nope. Don't doesn't matter. Uh, Virginia's defense is bad. Virginia has a good pass rusher, rusher, but he's out. He's not playing. Uh, so all it takes is Tennessee to score in two minutes, you know, a, once one time they have so many possessions in the first quarter that they could have three shots at a touchdown. And all you need is two. And then Tennessee's defense is nothing to like hang your hat on either. So they could easily give up a touchdown in the first quarter, you know, trying to settle into a game. So over 13 and a half first quarter for Tennessee, Virginia, uh, I took it yesterday. I used one of my odds boosts on BetMGM. I suggest playing that uh, as well tomorrow. All right. Jump on there it because go. if it goes over 13 and a half, you, you don't touch it. The A to Z sports army is about to move this line to 14 and a half. So. so do not touch it if it goes over 13 and a half. Ideally, as somebody mentioned, uh, yeah, Clayton says he got it at 12 and a half. Ideally, 12 and a half is the number. So you yeah, can get, get a touchdown and two field goals. Uh, but 13 and a half is your tops. So I've got that one right there. Um, and Jeff Rubel says, uh, not anymore, Austin. New clock rules are speeding games up. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're already going fast enough for Tennessee. Ooh. It doesn't matter for Tennessee. It, it doesn't matter. Mm, All right. In zone. Sam, uh, now to the kicking situation. Uh, back to our originally scheduled question. Did Rain Carthon pass or fail in fixing the Titans kicking situation, going from Randy Bullock to having Nick Falk and Cade York currently but going through the Caleb Shudak, Trey Wolf, and Michael Badgley situation. I'll send you to the chat. You have to scroll back up there beyond all the betting conversations. Uh, but pass or fail for the kickers? Dave's a pass. Eric's a pass. Jaron's a pass. Uh, we've got a pass from Daniel. Barely a pass from Demetrius. A fail from Steven. Fail from Titans Kyle. Fail from the other Steven. Pass from Titan Up. Pass from Noah. Fail from Carl. Uh, fail from Guy, a fail from Asilia, fail from Deshaun, a big pass from Jesse. LOL, pass, he jumped the gun, says DeMarco. A fail from Andre, but he blames Vrabel a little bit more for kicker. That's an interesting uh, conversation, I guess, to have. Carl, uh, uh, exclamation point, uh, fail. We've got a pass from Tall Texan, a pass, I guess, from Bork. Uh, pass from Noah got the end of the semester bonus points. Uh, we've got a fail from Yanks D King here who says we still have a revolving door at kicker. Uh, so it's a fail, which may be true. I, I, Mike Vrabel said Nick folks are kicker yesterday. No, no doubts about it. So the, the addition of Cade York was not necessarily to be, I mean, yes, I guess an insurance policy for Nick folk, but there is no sort of thought process that Nick folk won't be the kicker. Uh, Kendrell says it is a fail. Uh, Austin, for me, this is kind of one that I'm going to get a little cute on. Mm. Uh, they came up with the right answer, but they fail because they didn't show their work. And they, I have to fail this process in a big way. So you might have circled the answer in Nick Folk. Uh, but the Titans' refusal to do something of this elk sooner 
uh, I think was a major misstep. You could have had a Brandon McManus for $2 million. You could have had a number of veteran kickers that said like, heck I would have paid four and a half and gotten uh, Matt Gay is the guy that signed the big deal with Indy. I, someone like that. Uh, I, I would have paid him. Like, I mean, he's as been as good as it gets in the national football league. And so while, Mike Vrabel stands at the podium the other day and says, well, Justin Tucker doesn't let me know when Justin Tucker becomes available. You got the next best thing in Matt Gay on the free agent market. And the Titans just didn't seem interested because they don't, Menace, right? yeah, they, don't, they don't value this position. So like that process was a major, major failure that cost them a seventh round pick. Like it cost them a draft pick having to, to trade for Nick right? Folk. Yeah, but I mean, even still, you gave up draft capital and still ended up paying for Nick Folk, who you'd probably rather have some of the younger options then. I think it's a fine answer. So, like, you got there, but I, I would write, show your work in big red, you know, Sharpie on this one. And I'm not sure that Rand and Mike can. I think this was, uh, unlike wide receiver, wide receiver felt like, a kind of weird process winding road that landed in an okay spot felt a little bit more intentional kicker felt like panic. And over the last week, the Titans panicked and they said, uh, release both these guys, Michael Badgerly. No, he's not good either. Release him. Okay. I guess we'll trade for, you know, Nick Folk. It was a panic move. So I give them a failure for what they did in the off season, but I do approve of the result. I think Nick Folk's going to be solid. Like, so I it's guess failing that's- up. Yeah, it is failing up. This is 100%. Lane Kiffin's coaching trajectory. Lane Kiffin was a 33-year-old NFL head coach for the uh, Oakland Raiders, got fired, and then hired to be the Tennessee Vols head coach in the SEC. What? What? I mean, now, and then he got, he left, goes to USC and got fired again, and you know he's figured things out, and now he's a legitimate head coach in the SEC uh, and worth a lot of money at Ole Miss. But he failed up throughout his career. Right. That is what this feels like. Bork wants to know, did I find out about the touchbacks? Did I do my touchback research? I did. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right now because we were talking about this the other day. And I have to say, Austin, uh, was it you or the chat that was saying this was strategic? There was Uh, the chat led by uh, Devin and some others. I think the chat was incorrect. Ah, So here's some numbers of 36 kickers to attempt 20 plus kickoffs last season. There were 36 guys that did 20 or more kickoffs. Nick Folk was dead last in kickoff average with 58.4 yards per kick. Jake Bailey, the other new England kicker that attempted kickoffs 64.1 yards per kick. Jake Bailey also had 28 touchbacks. Nick Folk had three. Yes three touchbacks that same pool of 36 kickers. uh, He was the only kicker below 60 yards per kick of that pool of 36 kickers. And out of that same pool, those that the other 35 averaged 43.8 total touchbacks per kicker on the season. Nick Folk had three. Uh, The Patriots had the league worst kickoff unit by DVOA stats. Nick Folk also has not been a full-time kickoff man since 2016. So 
this was not an intentional Patriots. And Mike Vrabel sort of alluded to that, like, oh, whatever they asked him to do with, like, touchbacks versus, you know, Hang covering time. kicks. Yeah. But, I mean, the other Patriots kicker didn't have a problem booting 40-plus touchbacks. And so I think this is an issue with Nick Folk that will be – interesting now i'd rather have a guy that can make his field goals than a guy that like you know maybe is five yards worse on every kickoff i i think you know the kick the field goals are far more important um but it, it's interesting to see how the titans are going to play this with ryan stonehouse who doesn't have a ton of experience doing this and i don't think the titans have any interest kicking off for them uh cade york who they want to develop on the practice squad and not have active with two kickers so that he can do kickoffs for them and nick folk who hasn't been very good at this this is weird to me so yeah i don't sam you probably don't know this because you were i don't know where you were at this point but in 2018 uh maybe it was 2019 or 20 19 uh the Titans went through their rotational door of kickers and they had kickoff specialists, uh-huh. Ryan Santoso, who all he did was kick the ball off. And so they had active on game days, a field goal kicker, a punter in Brett Kern and a kickoff specialist in Ryan Santoso. Maybe they do that this year. Kate uh, York is, is capable of, he's got a massive leg. So I'm sure he's capable of booting. Uh, a lot of touchbacks. And this is the weird one that Den points out is like, yeah, he was like four or five from beyond 50. Like that he has hit from 50 plus a good different amount in swing. his career. And I guess it's just a different swing and the different approach. It's just weird that you've got a guy with enough leg to consistently kick 50 yard field goals pretty well. And kickoffs are an issue. And then you've got guys like Randy Bullock who does kickoffs fine. And then you can't hit from 50 plus. Mason says Stonehouse will do kickoffs. According to Mike Vrabel, uh, Ryan Stonehouse will not do kickoffs. Yeah, that has not been something that Vrabel has been receptive to in press conferences. He's been asked a couple times, and uh, I am fascinated with the next time we get to talk to Craig Aukerman. I think that'll be a very good sit-down with Aukerman with all of the changes that have been made um, and figuring out exactly what the plan is. But for now, no indication that Ryan Stonehouse will do kickoffs. All right. So uh, my official answer on the field goal uh, situation is also a fail. Um, so if we want to kind of go back for all minds, I don't need to add any analysis to the kicking situation. I think Sam, you covered it very well. It's it, everything you said about it. Uh, so we were both fail on the kicker situation. Let's go run through uh, once again, starting at offensive line. I said, fail Sam, you said pass for rank Carthon and fixing the offensive line. Uh, for the wide receivers, we both said pass, but it was more of a, oh, crap, it's finals week. Let's cram and pass the test, and they did. Uh, and then in the defensive back slash corners, I said pass. Sam, you said fail. And then we both said fail on the kicking situation, which leaves us at two and two apiece. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, I think the offseason as a whole was a pass. Sure. Like, if I was grading – if I'm grading – the whole thing it's a big pass this is specific position groups obviously that were already problems uh i'm intrigued by this team i'm intrigued to see how competitive they are um and if they are competitive i think Rand carthon gets a lot of praises and a lot of flowers because he's done a couple moves that have set the titans up for future success and if he's able to bring them back into afc south contention while doing so, uh, it is a, a huge testament to the first-year GM. So 
Overall, though, I think it's a pass, even though, you know, it's two and two. I think some of the fails are like slight failures and like more process over anything. Yep. Uh, don't disagree with that. All right, Sam, it's Friday. College football is in action. It is time for us to get the ain't that good news. So share your good news with us as we head into a long Labor Day weekend, which means football is here, baby. <laughs> A.com for your new car buying process. Go see Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So ain't that good news? We do ain't that good news on every Friday to give us uh, a positive way out the door to a weekend. Some uh, just some housekeeping notes. Tomorrow the Vols play, which means the return of our Vols halftime and post-game show. Had a couple conversations this week with Charlie Burris and Jonathan Crompton. Those guys are amped up and ready to go uh, for halftime and post-game uh, for Tennessee, Virginia, starting tomorrow on the same channels that we're live right now. Uh, and then uh, that's for every game. And then Monday we'll be off because that's Labor Day. So Tuesday morning we'll be back at it. And we're going to have a special show on Tuesday morning announcing some of our own news for the Titans season on Tuesday morning. So mark your calendars for that. Sam, we're announcing what we're going to be up to uh, in, a, in a big way. And so it'll answer some questions you guys have been having uh, over the last month or so. So get ready for Tuesday morning as we set up for a big Titans preseason uh, preview uh, before game week officially gets going. So that's a little housekeeping notes. Uh, but now on to ain't that good news. Sam, I'll send you to the chat. All right, good news from Sean. Uh, last week, his son got player of the game and player of the week in a comeback victory tonight. He will try to carry that over against our biggest rival. Nice. Love to see it. Looks like that's, yeah, football that we're uh, talking about there. I should know that. It is football season. I'm just looking at the profile picks. Looks like Sean's son is balling out right now. We love to Sean's see it. Sean's son is a multi-sport athlete baller. Just from what Sounds like it. I love that. Player of the week, player Super of the game. on the football field. I don't know if he does anything else, but he's good at those two sports. Uh, Johnny says, good news. Vols are back at it on Saturday. Uh, Jeff says, good news. Him and his mom are going back to Italy for his birthday in March. Italy round two coming up. Let's nice. go, Jeff. Awesome. Uh, yeah, once you go, you, you just want to go back. That's what I learned very quickly. Uh, Zach, good news. This is his last wedding to go to of this the year this weekend. Wedding season finally coming to a close. Good. Like, don't schedule your weddings during college football, at least not on Saturday for people in the South. I've learned this from listening to people being like, Hey, uh, yeah, if you schedule it on a game day, it probably won't be there. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Matt, good news headed to Nashville this weekend to do fantasy draft live with the boys. It's nice. uh, fantastic news. Orlando, same, same idea. Fantasy draft complete winning the chip this year. Uh, and then Nate, this one's hilarious. Just made me laugh. Good news, his girl wants to get his name tattooed on her. Bad news, she wants him to do the same. <laughs> so, uh, mm. oh, man, quite the predicament for Nate. Is her tattoo going to say Nate's burner? or just It Nate? should say Nate's burner. That would yeah. be funny. Um, so my good news is actually similar to those two. I mean, it's anytime I'm back in Chicago, it's good news. But later today, Austin, I have a fantasy draft. Uh, I've, I've got a fantasy draft with, with my buddies from, from Illinois out here something I look forward to every single day. Like if you play fantasy football, you're lying. If you say you play for any other reason than draft day, like draft day oh, is the best. Yeah. And so I'm pumped where it's going to be a great time today. 
um, ready to go for draft day. And that's the signal that like, okay, football is back. Football is here. So that's my good news that I get to uh, be back for this weekend and get to uh, get to do the draft today. Uh, my good news is kind of retrospective good news. Cause and, go well, and yes, this is why I love this league Ooh. Bork. We have a, we have a punishment for the loser every year. Do you know what it is? Well, so what we do every year is we all bring an idea uh-huh. and we vote at the draft. And then we, we write it into the league constitution at the draft where like we decide the punishment. Um, What's your win- idea? So what I'm thinking this year is run a marathon and oh, every, no. and every mile you have to eat a hot dog. No, that's, that's actually dangerous. All right. Well then maybe not the hot dogs, make but it run a, a marathon and, and make it bring a, a you could do a, you could do the hot dog thing for like a 10 K max. Well, so yeah. So we're doing, I I'm thinking maybe run a marathon and there's a time limit. And if you don't complete it two weeks later, you have to do it again. No, that's, that's also not okay for the, for the human body. Two marathons in two weeks. Really? For like non runners. That's probably not something anybody should do. <laughs> oh. Well, it'll be, it'll be an easy time limit. Like it, the point is like, you just can't walk the whole thing. Ah, that's that's you're gonna you're not gonna get past that's not gonna get picked ah uh, well maybe I, I might have to workshop but we've done some good ones last year it w- if you want to do you could do like run a 10k and eat a hot dog every every mile because that's like six miles six and a half miles so six hot dogs and that's also the well, last so two years ago we did uh it was 24 hours in the local donut shop Every donut consumed was 20 minutes off the time. Yeah. Uh, so three like, donuts like was an hour. Pass. Yeah. The wall. Yeah. And of. so he, the guy got out in like 13 hours, I want to say, and ate like 30 something donuts. And it brutal. was, it was gross. It was brutal. But we like these long ones. We don't want to do like a, something really quick and funny. Last year it was uh, bowling, had to bowl a 300 before you could leave. Every hot dog consumed was. I want to say like seven pins off the, the target score and like a beer was five pins off the score. So oh it was like, God. That so is you, get, you get the score down to like one ten is the target score, but then You're he's hammered and he's stuffed 15 beers and 20 hot dogs in and he, and he's having a miserable time. We're just like hanging out bowling with him and we're laughing. So it was, uh, we have some good ones that we've been doing. So we got to bring the heat this year. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. So my good news uh, to, is retrospective. Last week was out for a few days because uh, we went to a, the last wedding of our uh, schedule this year too. And so it was in Charleston. It was really my first time exploring Charleston for multiple days. Ooh. So wife and I made a four day trip out of it. Uh, walked around, had a lot of great uh, drinks, a lot of great food, walked and saw a lot of great historical places. Charleston's a cool city. Also like basically Satan's uh, front step of how like thick and hot that place is, but had an, had an amazing time uh, in Charleston. So that was kind of my last uh, opportunity to kind of check out right before football uh, gets going. And I will say, Sam, you and Jake and everybody else did a fantastic job with the Titans preseason game. Cause I didn't watch any of it until Sunday night. All right. So how there about you go. That? All right, guys. Did you like Charleston though? I mean, it's, yes. I, I went I, once and it was, I had a, 
I thought it was awesome. I was like, this place is, I see why people are obsessed with it. Charleston was very good. Um, Props to my wife. She did a lot of really good research. We hit up a lot of great like cocktail lounges and speakeasies that were not just like bars. So a lot of fun time there and had some good food and good dinners. And the wedding was great too, with one of our uh, best friend couples as well as they, uh, they don't live, they they moved to Texas. And so there's no like home base. So every destination wedding. So everybody was in Charleston hanging out. Uh, so that was fun. And scary Harry says, I quit going to weddings. Ah, that's a you problem, man. Like that. I think weddings are awesome. Like I, That's a great take. I, so maybe I just haven't been to enough yet, but like, I see this as like a common complaint on the internet now of like wedding. I've got a wedding every other weekend and stuff. I'm like, weddings are awesome. Like they're like, they're fun. They're fun. It's like, gives you something to do sometimes somewhere to go. And they're just fun. And usually you have a lot of friends there. Like, I don't understand why people would be all anti-wedding. I get it. Like if it's like, you're constantly traveling, that'd be expensive. But especially if it was like local friends that get married somewhat locally where you can drive to it, it feels like an awesome time. I don't know why that are like, but yeah, Denise agrees. Weddings are great. But the internet would tell you, like, going to weddings is some sort of hassle and, like, obligation. That no. Is, it's, yeah. No, it's great. If, if you can't go to a wedding and have a good time, then that's a problem with you. And I will say, there, are, there could be boring weddings. Like, I understand why well, there could ceremonies, be... Ceremonies, sure. But, well, like, every ceremony is boring. But, like, you could also go to a reception that's, like, depending on the crowd, depending on the age of the people in the crowd, like it could not be a great time, which I understand if you're like, Hey, let's get out of here pretty quickly. Let's show face, say hi to the bride and groom and leave. I get that one. But for the most part, weddings are going to be awesome. So yeah. Weddings are what you make of it. How about that? That's fair. (laughs) All right, guys, that'll send us to the weekend. Hope everybody has a great time. Uh, Again, once again, off Monday, we'll be back Tuesday morning with some news for our Titans football season. So make sure you like the show and subscribe. Always more people watching than actually hit that like button. So please, please, please hit the like button for us. Whatever platform you're watching and subscribe and like us on all of our channels because we have a big football season ahead. Talk to you guys after the weekend. Have a safe one. Appreciate it as always.